It is time for us to begin our midday show here on Monday. It is the 16th of March. Thank you so much for joining us. Scott Foster here with you along with Susan Littlefield, Jason Jorgensen, and Bob Brogan as the varsity team is back in action. And uh, glad to have you here with us on a foggy day. And uh, we begin uh, talking to Susan Littlefield. And I know, Susan, that you're going to talk here in just a moment about the uh, new and improved dairy store, aren't you? Yes, that is going to come up here at 1245. We're going to get more details about that. Makes me want a good couple of slices of cheese and a big old scoop of ice cream today. Well, the reason I bring that up is because I was there on Friday, and it uh, it is good. It's very good. Did you bring anything back? Nope. Well, it was going to melt. Oh. How, what could I do? You know, really, nah, there was true. no chance. So. But it was, true that. it was definitely just as good as it always has been. Oh, very much so. Well, not only are we going to hit on that at 1245, at 1219, Matt Rizek's going to join us. He just received an award from Lando Lakes. He's a Nebraska farmer who's been recognized nationally for the work that he's done on sustainability and very humble gentleman as well. He, he even questions why he received the award with others doing the same thing that he's doing. Then we'll talk some dairy store at 1245 and then at 117. Unfortunately, we all know that uh, the coronavirus has caused a lot of cancellations but if you're a producer that has not gotten your nitrogen training done, you can do so now online uh, very easily. And we'll talk more about that at 117. All right. Thank you so much, Susan. Have a good day. You too. We turn it over to Jason Jorgensen now. And uh, a little tougher to find some stuff to talk about once in a while. Yeah, but there's some stuff uh, there's to still talk stuff. about. Uh, most of it's not good. But mm-hmm. uh, no surprise here, the NSAA today has uh, stopped all activity practices. Those are suspended until Monday, March 30th. All NSAA activity competitions are suspended until Thursday, April 2nd. Most schools had already done that, but this is a blanket policy to try to keep everyone in line. Now, over the weekend, and you were there, you saw the NSAA was able to pull off holding the Boys State Basketball Tournament, uh, one of the few tournaments that actually continued across the entire country. I, I saw, I, you maybe saw me say this, but I was watching ESPN Sports Center Friday morning and they were showing the Nebraska semifinals. Yeah, and I think they said it was in Omaha, too. So, oh, I think yeah. they did. You're right. You're right. <laughs> and they couldn't say Ron Collar either. They were having trouble. But, but hey, do what you got to do. <laughs> they tried. Also, some better news here. Carnegie Catholic junior quarterback Hunter Harlberg continues to get the attention of college coaches over the weekend. He tweeted out that he has received a scholarship offer from Wyoming to play quarterback for the Cowboys. And last week he was uh, Justin Lincoln uh, visiting with the Huskers. So He's kind of built like Josh Allen. Yeah, that might work. 6'5", yeah, 190 mm-hmm. pounds. So it uh, looks like he's got a bright future whenever things uh, you know, start up again. So mm-hmm. we'll touch on all of that and much more coming up in sports. Very good. We'll turn it over to Bob Brogan. Stock's down again today. Stocks dropping 9% in the early going and another temporary halt to trading as uh, huge swaths of the economy come closer to shutting down from airlines to restaurants. Lots of folks trying to make decisions on where to go from here. Meanwhile, major airlines scaling back flights dramatically in response to the coronavirus crisis that has seen Europe and the wider world go into lockdown mode and uh, we'll be hearing more about that as the day progresses and uh, tomorrow all right so that's all coming up on midday time for us to take a look at uh, 
our weather and how it's affecting agriculture for us and around the world. Paul Perkins in studio with me. I would like it to be duly noted that I said about a week ago that we were going to have to have snow for one of the three state championship (laughs) events. And by golly, we got, didn't we? But you know what? It was huh. a perfect snow because a lot of it didn't even stick to the sidewalks or yep. the streets and, and highways. It just stayed on the grassy areas and the roofs. And about the only thing you had to scoop off was maybe your patio deck or whatever. That's about right. You're right. It wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, we've had much worse. Uh, but uh, I did notice I had a hole in my shoe because it was a little wet on the ground. That's for sure. It definitely was. Uh, right now. Looks like our prospects for seeing any sunshine looking pretty slim to none for this week. Probably the best chance of seeing some sunshine won't occur till late in the week on Friday. Mm-hmm. We're going to be in a very unsettled weather pattern over the next few days. Great. Why not? It's <laughs> a <laughs> so very, uh, dis- I guess, Seattle-like for our weather over the next few days. Right now we have temperatures in the mid to upper 30s for the most part, at least in Nebraska. We do have some low 40s. Towards the Ogallala and North Platte area, 42, our warm spot right now in the North Platte area. Upper 30s to low 40s over northern Kansas on into northeast Colorado. Mostly the low 40s in Kansas are from Hayes and Manhattan and points to the south. Looking at some cloudy skies today, it's going to be warmer than yesterday, but slightly cooler than normal on the temperatures as the weak cold front drops to the south and we see those winds switch around to the north for this afternoon. Precipitation chances increase tomorrow from southwest to northeast in response to an area of low pressure over the southern plains. Most of the precip should fall as rain. Maybe a small chance of a wintry mix if it gets going early on. Rain chances will persist for tomorrow through tomorrow night before those rain chances move on towards the east. Another chance of rain and thunderstorms. And this is a likely chance of rain and thunderstorms Wednesday night on into Thursday when that main area of low pressure finally tracks through the plains. We're continuing to get these disturbances moving through our area right now. And that's keeping alive those at least some chances for rain and at least some uh, disturbances kicking up a little bit of light drizzle in the cloud cover and the fog. But the likely chance of rain Wednesday night into Thursday, the possibility of some thunderstorms with that. Thursday afternoon, that low will move across northern Kansas. We'll start to get on the back side of it, and some north winds will kick in and remain on the strong side and increase with that system moving through. Temperatures will be cooling down, and snow could be a concern as we head towards Thursday evening into the overnight behind a cold front. But it remains to be seen how much moisture will be left with that system. On the back side of it, we may not see a whole lot of snow, but it is something to watch as snow being a concern as we head towards Thursday evening. Temperatures this week will warm into the 50s and 60s on Wednesday and Thursday. So some good weather on the way for the midweek here. That's ahead of that storm system with those southerly winds. But then our temperatures will cool to their lowest levels on Friday, the actual first full day of spring, when we see highs only top out in the 20s to around 30. A lot of locations may only make it into the low 20s for daytime highs on the backside of the system on Friday. Wow. That's going to be a first full day of spring. Spring actually arriving early this year on the 19th on Thursday at 10.50 that night. The latest long-term forecast. Oh, and also late Sunday, some precipitation is possible, but right now the forecast models differ greatly on how good of a chance that will be late on Sunday. But otherwise, Friday through Saturday and most of Sunday should be dry. The latest long-term forecast starts out with slightly cooler than the normal temperatures for Nebraska and Kansas. This weekend and very early next week, seasonal or near-normal temperatures in the forecast by the middle of next week through March 29th. Above-normal precipitation continues to be likely for Nebraska and Kansas with slightly better chances coming up this weekend through very early next week. But once again, 
slightly above normal precipitation, at least in the forecast for this weekend through the 29th. Soil temperatures, four inches down, seven this morning, north of I-80 in Nebraska, in the low 30s, along and south of I-80 to about I-70 in Kansas. The soil temperatures in the mid to upper 30s to the south of I-70, those soil temperatures in the low 40s. Market impacting weather factors include periods of rain and snow across the central U.S. this week and beneficial rain over most of the crop areas of Brazil and Argentina. Next several days, an active storm track will result in widespread precipitation, especially in the Mid-South and Lower Midwest. Five-day rain totals could reach two to four inches from the southern plains into the Ohio Valley, with severe thunderstorms and flooding possible in some areas. After the midweek, late-season snow will occur from the central Rockies into the Great Lakes, including large areas of Nebraska, South Dakota, Minnesota, and Wisconsin. In the Midwest, the ongoing wet pattern will be unfavorable for field drying and Warming of soils just ahead of spring field work. Northern Plains areas will have colder than normal temperatures and some heavy snow this week. Moderate to heavy snow will also be possible in eastern parts of the Northern Plains late this week. They've also got another chance for a large storm across the Northern Plains in the middle of next week. The Delta's nearly daily rounds of rain the next 10 days will cause significant flooding and field work disruption. Across Brazil, rain returned to the main growing areas to benefit Late developing and emerging crops, central Argentina's filling corn and soybeans benefited from useful moderate to showers the past few days, and those off and on rains in Argentina look to continue for this week. Okay, well, might as well, you know, the weather's unsettled just like everything else, so I guess it, you know, at least it could just be nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, while all the kids are at home, it'd be nice to yeah. get them out of the house. Exactly, but yeah, looking at a pretty wet week here, yeah. some good chances as we head towards tomorrow night and also Wednesday night into Thursday, especially Wednesday night into Thursday. But luckily, these soil temperatures pretty much yeah. above freezing. We're not going to see the big runoff that we saw with those big rains last year that caused all that devastating flooding. Well, thank goodness. Thank goodness for that. That's for sure. All right, Paul, thank you. I appreciate it. Where do you go to check in on your weather, sir? Weather tab, krmia.com. A Nebraska farmer receives national recognition for his sustainable agricultural farming practices in Littlefield on the Rural Radio Network. Lando Lakes recently gave out their Partners in Excellence Advocacy Award and the leadership and talk of sustainability when it came to agriculture. Matt Rezac is that farmer. He is from Weston, Nebraska. I think what the reason that I got the award, I'm not, I'm not saying that I necessarily deserve the award because there's a lot of people out there that are doing just you know, a lot of really good things on their farm. So there's plenty of people out there that deserve it. I was I was happy that I was chosen for the award, and I think a lot of it probably had to do with a lot of the, the things I'm doing on my farm, along with the fact that I was willing to go up to uh, Congress and testify um, and talk to them about you know climate solutions and uh, on-farm solutions that we could do to help with with climate change and stuff like that. So I think that's a lot of the reason why I was nominated for the award. Um, I didn't really ask them. I was just happy that I was chosen for it. Now, you have the opportunities, you mentioned, Matt, to be able to share some of your experiences and talk to the Senate Ag Committee. Talk about what that experience was like. Uh, It was very interesting. I guess the one thing I can say is that uh, going up there and being able to talk to a lot of the the congressmen up there, they're very, um, they're they're really down-to-earth people um, when you get one-on-one with them. They're trying to do things to help us out here. 
um, as far as in the rural communities. And, and really, it doesn't matter what side of the aisle they're on. They're all, they're all trying to do great things to help us out here. That was probably the one thing that was really eye-opening for me because you hear all these stories about how they're just not doing anything to help us out. And, and when you get one-on-one with them, it's, it was very eye-opening how much they're willing to try to, try to do things to, to make a positive impact on what we're doing out here in the rural communities. Tell me a little bit about your involvement in agriculture. You know, just we're just a regular uh, corn and soybean crop rotation every year. Um, we used to be in livestock quite a few years ago. We got out of that through the kind of the when the hogs went through the recession, we got out of them. So we're just mainly focused on on row crops now, and uh, and we're just trying to do you know great things on our farm. It, it's we try to follow a, a pretty sustainable solutions as far as you know, environmental impacts. Um, we try to create good soil health, and uh, you know, anything we do, it, it's we're always looking at creating a positive economic, you know, return on our on our investments. So, for for producers out there that think you know they would like to add to the sustainability and the stewardship that they already do, what are some um, pieces of advice that you could give them as you continue to expand? And be more sustainable in your operation. Um, I would, I would think, don't be scared of looking into new things, um, and, and don't be scared of, of anything sustainable. When you hear that, there, there's a lot of producers out there that are doing, you know, phenomenal things already. But there's a lot of them out there. I think when they hear sustainable, they start getting nervous and they think, oh, everybody's going to make me plant, you know, cover crops, and we're going to make me do all this stuff. I think they would be extremely surprised to find out that they're doing a lot of. of sustainable things on their farms already i think if they would just look into it they'd be like oh we're already doing that you know and i think they would really be amazed at how well they're tracking in in the right direction because i mean there's there's nobody that cares about the farmland more than the farmer my conversation with nebraska farmer matt rizak i'm susan littlefield on the pro radio network Time for us to check in on sports on this Monday. Jason Jorgensen in studio here. And uh, obviously, uh, it goes without saying, kind of a different time in sports. But there are things uh, to talk about. Always something going on, that's for sure. Yeah, we'll lead with cancellations. All NSAA activity practices are suspended till Monday, March 30th. And all NSAA activity competitions are suspended until Thursday, April 2nd. Now, of course, these suspensions may be extended should the conditions warrant. Over the weekend, the NSAA was able to pull off, holding the boys' state basketball tournament, while other states across the country shut down their tournaments in the wake of the coronavirus scare. NSAA Executive Director Jay Beller says it was a team effort. Our schools are great schools. we got good leadership in our schools, and, and once the, the word was out, they banded together and did what they had to do. Uh, and for that matter, our state is good that way, too. When anything happens in Nebraska, we seem to band together and do what we have to do to make things work. You were there, a little different. It's, it certainly was, but I, I talked to Dan Masters, who's one of, the, one of the directors of the NSAA earlier, and he said, you know what, the people were really good. At first, uh, social media kind of blew up, and, and we saw that. But he said after that, there really wasn't any problem. So good for the fans, too. 
and just from an you know just listening to mm-hmm. it i mean you could still hear the crowd a little bit yeah. so it's i i think the best way is they they made the best of a bad situation i think they did and uh, kudos for them to uh, gritting their teeth and pulling the thing off the naia today announced that it's canceling its spring 2020 sports season effective immediately of course, last week they announced that all of their winter championships will not be held. Carney Catholic junior quarterback Heinrich Harburg continues to get some attention from the college coaches. Over the weekend, he tweeted he had received an offer from Wyoming to play quarterback for the Cowboys. The six foot five, one hundred and ninety pound prospect also visited Nebraska just last week. And Nebraska basketball added some much-needed help this weekend as Western Illinois transfer Kobe Webster now still play for the Big Red. A grad transfer guard, he will be eligible immediately. He was a three-year starter for the Leathernecks and averaged 17 points and four assists per game. He chose Nebraska over the likes of Xavier, Arkansas, and Temple. Also saw another tweet from him on social media. They are bringing him to play the point guard position. So makes you wonder if Cam Mack probably played his last yeah. game as a Husker. I would certainly think so. It, it, uh, it's, it was really something uh, to see. You know, So I guess the question... The only thing happening right now is free agency in the NFL. Where does uh, where do you think Tom Brady ends up? That's the question. I of the have day. no idea. Yeah, I know. It's hard to figure. I can't imagine him leaving New England, but I. But it doesn't sound like they want him back. Doesn't sound like it. And other people are willing to back up the money truck and you know give him whatever he wants for two years. We'll see. Good, good, good for him. Yeah, good. <laughs> hey, it's always been good to be Tom Brady. Definitely has. Thanks, Jason. Governor Pete Ricketts met with Douglas County officials to discuss strategies for dealing with the coronavirus. He says they're prepared to take more action if a second community spread case of COVID-19 is reported in Douglas County. So far, there's been one. If we have two cases in Omaha, that would prompt me to work with public health officials and the school districts to start closing schools and Right now we've got a document out that says we don't want any public gatherings greater than 250. We will be taking that down to 50 or less. So that's what we'll probably have, those two community cases. The governor's recommendation is for Douglas County. The Nebraska legislature has suspended its session to try to prevent the spread of the new coronavirus. Lawmakers were off on Monday but had been set to reconvene Tuesday. The session has now been postponed, and it's not clear when lawmakers will return to the Capitol. Senator Adam Warfield of Lincoln says roughly two-thirds of the legislature's 49 senators are in high-risk category if they were to catch the virus. The legislature's decision came as the number of coronavirus cases in Nebraska had climbed to 18. The works of two Nebraska photographers and an artist are on display through April 11th at Ash Hollow State Historical Park in Garden County. Lincoln photographer Michael Forsberg's exhibit consists of more than 20 prints of wildlife and landscapes. Artist Gene Jensen of Llewellyn is showing several pieces featuring local scenery and wildlife. Photographer Kylie Warren will be the keynote speaker at the exhibit open house on Sunday from 2 to 3 p.m. at the Parks Visitor Center. A park entry permit is required and the displays are available from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. on Fridays, Saturdays and Sunday or by appointment. Due to the concerns over the coronavirus, effective at 2 p.m. this afternoon, all corporate-owned Runza locations in Nebraska will close their dining rooms. 
and operate as drive-through options only. Tim Higgins, managing partner at the Two Renza locations in Kearney, explains. We have just been informed that our dining rooms will be closing today at two o'clock until we hear further notice. Our drive-through will remain open at all Runza locations. We are doing this as a request and precautionary measure from the health departments of Lincoln, Omaha, Twin Rivers, and some franchisees may stay open, but any company store in the chain is closing their dining room at 2 o'clock from here until we hear differently. While the drive through hours will remain open 10.30 a.m. to 9 p.m. daily, the reduction in staff will cause an economic impact for those whose hours are affected. Higgins talks about how that works. Of course, this will affect everyone. People will lose their hours that they normally work, and we will have to rearrange how we do things. For the Rural Radio Network, I'm Ellen Laird. The University of Nebraska-Lincoln unveiled their brand new dairy store location last Thursday. Good afternoon. I'm Alex Wojcicki, joining you on the Rural Radio Network. IANR Vice President and Vice Chancellor Mike Bame recently joined me in studio to give us the inside scoop on the new dairy store. Dairy store was uh, really only closed down for about five hours when they were making a transition. But uh, truth be told, we're excited about this. The dairy store, as I think most of your listeners know, is 103 years old. It was uh, started back in 1917. It was first called the Varsity Dairy, and it served all you could drink milk for a nickel so long as you brought your own glass. That was pretty cool. And since that 103 year old uh, beginning, the dairy store has uh, definitely become known and loved across Nebraska. Um, last year, it was the number one Nebraska uh, Department of Visitors number one passport stop so it is an amazing place and uh like i said it is mostly known for its amazing ice cream but also its handmade meats and cheeses last thursday march 12th was the grand reopening of the dairy store and he gives us a visual of the new location if you think about where the the dairy store was most recently it's on the uh, back side of that dairy store space if you think about East Campus and you're familiar with East Campus, there's a really nice green space that sits between uh, that building and the East Campus Union. And then uh, to the east, the C.Y. Thompson, that's a nice green space. The students affectionately refer to that space as the meadow. It's really nice. Uh, it is different. Uh, I know that. I've heard from folks. But uh, by and large, uh, I would say that the dairy store from starting as a wagon and uh, selling all-you-could-drink milk for a nickel to those bringing their own glass to then moving into various locations about within 150 feet of each other as, as the crow flies. This is the next chapter, the next iteration. It's the first time, actually, that the dairy store will have a dedicated space. It actually feels like you're going into uh, a destination um, rather than a wide spot in uh, in a building. The Institute of Ag and Natural Resources, or IANR, partnered with Midwest Dairy to bring dairy farmers and production to the forefront of this new space. We really wanted to accentuate 
dairy production in Nebraska and beyond and all the positive benefits of uh, dairy products. And so we uh, called the Midwest Dairy Association and said, hey, uh, we're doing this. Is there is there an interest and a willingness to partner? And boy, did the Midwest Dairy Association come right out. They helped um, through a donation, a gener- generous donation that was only made possible because of the support of the producers in Nebraska, have essentially wrapped, if you will, three walls outside of the dairy store in a really neat, um, undeniably dairy-rich kind of an environment, and it tells the story of dairy. It talks about uh, the numbers of producers. It talks about the nutritional value. It talks about um, production uh, there is a uh, jumbotron, if you will, that actually showcases four Nebraskan dairy producers in their words. And then there's this uh, really cool wall where you can take selfies. So as the busloads of school kids that come to the dairy store come in, and when families come, they can come in and learn about dairy production. They can get their ice cream. They can choose to hear from dairy producers in a more interactive way and they can uh, even take a selfie and post it up on the uh, uh, on the world wide web if you will or on social media using the hashtag undeniably dairy in addition to creating new space for the dairy store mike says they're making a few other renovations simple things like new bathrooms have been installed family friendly with changing tables so that was a big deal because we really didn't have that kind of a facility there also, there's an entrance that goes directly from outside to inside. So uh, for our students and visitors, there's actually a way to uh, engage the dairy store a little easily, uh, more easily. There is parking coming, extended parking. I think the East Campus is a little challenged with parking, and so we've heard that from our patrons and our supporters. So we will be putting in some parking on the same side of the street so that it is a, a quick line there. And then. Uh, things are in works actually outside to uh, where Cliff Harden's statue is, actually moving Cliff Harden, taking down some of that clunky architectural beauty, and actually putting in outdoor seating. The ice cream that was once made on UNL's East Campus is now transitioning to its new space on Nebraska Innovation Campus. The other thing that we'll be doing inside the building is, as I think the listeners know, we were so blessed to have the Nebraska Innovation Campus established. and. Just before I got here in 2016, we moved the the food processing center. We will be migrating our cheese and and ice cream and dairy manufacturing program to better align and leverage the opportunities at the NIC. And so where the old cheese-making shop used to be, we'll actually be um, opening up and creating a, a more direct path to the dairy store from the front of the building and ultimately... Our goal is to put a made-in, raised-in, grown-in, produced-in-Nebraska store. So there's a lot going on in that space that um, not only will, I think, the public be excited, but it will also feed our amazing opportunities for students to move theory into practice, which is really exciting. Again, that was IA and our Vice President and Vice Chancellor Mike Bame as UNL unveiled the brand-new dairy store location last Thursday. On the Rural Radio Network, I'm Alex Wojcicki reporting. Un-
1253 here on this Monday afternoon. Time for our business report here on midday. And, uh, of course, stocks down again today in a big way. They had the mandatory stoppage early on in the day, and it uh, hasn't gotten a whole lot better. Japanese, uh, let's look at the overnight. The Japanese Nikkei, 418 points down. The Hong Seng in Hong Kong was down uh, 930 points. London's FTSE was down 215 points, or at 4%. And the German DAX index was down over 5%, down nearly 500 points. The 10-year yield uh, for uh, the Treasury bill was down 21 per- is down 21% right now at 70- uh, 0.74%. As we go to Wall Street, things not looking better there. The Dow Jones Industrial Average down over 9 percentage points right now, down 2,000 points to 21K. NASDAQ down 9 percentage points, down 700 points. That's a lot for NASDAQ. And the Standard & Poor down 9% also at uh, down 241 points. And I keep bringing it to Bob Brogan, pretending like he's going to give us some good news. So go ahead, Bob. I'm not. We're okay. in uncharted territory here, and uh, I'm not at the wheel right now, by the way. Somebody else is, and you'll have to call them and see if they have any suggestions. <laughs> okay. But one of the things we need to bring back are those those tension squeeze things. I don't know what they're called. Oh, but oh anyway. yeah, the, the squeezy. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Everybody yeah. needs to have one of those right now. But let I, you know, I'm getting off course here. But like you said, uh, stocks off in trading today on Wall Street, uh, triggering another temporary halt to trading as huge. Amounts of the economy come closer to shutting down, and that involves airlines, restaurants, and you name it. Major airlines are scaling back flights dramatically in response to the coronavirus crisis that has seen Europe and the wider world go into lockdown. Budget airline EasyJet said it is making big cancellations that will continue on a rolling basis. Also, the owners of iconic Las Vegas casinos are shutting down as the coronavirus pandemic prompts authorities to lock down public gathering places. Um, AMC Theaters, the largest movie chain in North America, will limit attendance at all screenings to 50 people to adhere to the CDC's latest social distancing guidelines. French regulators have fined Apple $1.2 billion for striking deals to keep prices high. It was the biggest ever such sanction by France's competition authority. Calling the fine disheartening, Apple defended its operation, saying its investment and innovation supports over 240,000 jobs across the country. A state report says the Nebraska unemployment rate dropped to 2.9% in January, down a tenth of a point from the revised December figure of 3%. Those are some of the breaking stories in the news in the uh, business world today. Okay, certainly, uh, certainly a, uh, I don't know, what do you call it? It's just something we haven't seen. Uh, the market's down uh, as much in the last, in this uh, last month as they have been since 1987. So as you mentioned, uncharted territory. Eight. 
haven't got your nitrogen management certification done by now, there's an option for you. Good afternoon. I'm Susan Littlefield on the Rural Radio Network. Everybody knows with all the shutdowns and closures because of COVID-19, some classes have also been canceled. If you haven't received your nitrogen management certification yet, you can go online to get it completed. I spoke with Daryl Anderson. He's a water resource manager with the Lower Platte North NRD. That's correct. And uh, the other option, they can always just call us. Uh, by phone at the office, leave a message and give their complete name and address and we can mail a test to them too that they can do at home and then send it back to us also. So if people don't have a computer get online, there is an option of going by the mail also yet too. So, Tell me a little bit about what needs to be done to get them prepared to take the online or the paper test that you guys will mail to them. Well, most of them would be, you know, we questions and they you know that they can you know uh they're well if you go online there's a pdf that they can look at that has a lot of the answers to the questions you know there's you know some uh, instructions from our information from the university information from the nrd they can answer the questions uh, example b is you know uh, how, how many how how to sell sample and questions like that would be available if they go with the P, open the pdf that's online if the Take it by mail, then um, we do have a book. Most of them should have a book that they got prior um, to some other classes, but they may not have it. And I guess if they need the whole packet and a book, we can send them a book that has um, some uh, works, uh, some information that they can help them get through the test, too. So, And now they just need to go to your website, to the Lower Platte North NRD? Yep, just go to Lower Platte NRD. Um and then, like I said, then you'll, you'll go to water management, and then you'll go to water quality, and then it'll be nitrogen management tests. You know, it'll be like some drop-down menus just work their way through. They'll uh, just reply to it, then they'll get a password, or and then they will be able to uh, connect. They won't, I mean, and then uh, take the test, and then we will let them know um, from there if they passed or, or not. If not, and they have, they don't have, if they still pass first time we aren't you know they can do it again too so that's not uh, a situation where they have to get concerned oh i won't get a pass first time well so you know as you take the test once maybe you'll do a better second time around too so what is your time frame for getting this all done well we have the online testing year round so i mean the thing is is that if, if they don't have a, a test to complete it then uh, by our rules that we can't offer uh, any uh, services from the NRD, you know, like cost share for uh, stuff or a well permit or things like that. So, um, so it's, it's, there's no deadline. It's just a matter of they just need to get it done um, as soon as they can at their convenience. So, Daryl, is this available? Obviously, um, this is statewide. Do they have to be in your NRD to be able to go online and take the test, or they should they be going to their local NRD to get it done? Well, they should be going to their local NRD. I mean, but we we accept. I mean, if if, you, if they take a test in another NRD or vice versa, they take a test in our NRD and, and they're farming in another NRD. That is acceptable from each NRD too. So if if somebody goes online and take it from, for example, uh, Central Platte NRD, then uh, we would accept their. Uh, certification criteria as much as and they would accept ours vice versa too any further questions contact your local nrd i'm susan littlefield on the world radio network
Clay Patton on the Rural Radio Network. Grain Settlements coming in. Let's talk with John Payne, Senior Marketing Analyst with Daniel Zag Marketing in Chicago and publisher of the newsletter this week in Grain as we dive deeper in those settlements. And, John, we were talking last week, and I know some of the levels started taking a look at on those front-month corn contracts, 350 and now we're just four cents away. So does that maybe give us a little bit of hope for some rebound? Yeah, I mean, I think the funds are short. And, I mean, I'm not sure they're record short, but they're darn near close. And, you know, I've talked to a couple producers out east, you know, specifically in North Carolina. There's a lot of hog production out that way. And the gentleman that I work with was pretty optimistic on corn just due to the fact that they're paying $5 right now to feed. And right now the markets have essentially gone zero bid out that way. So these folks have to keep feeding for the near term. And it's going to require more hogs. And he just said, hey, I mean, I can only afford this for so long. So you're actually getting actually some rationing that might kick in here on the downside. So, you know, we just touched a contract low today. And uh, obviously the news is pretty poor. So I'm not uh, thinking that we're going to bounce hard in the near term. But I just think in the long run here, we have no delivery on us. There's no real impetus for the farmer to sell at this point. And I think there's going to be some welfare checks coming. So in the long run, I, I, I just think we've kind of made our move here on the on the longer weekly charts and the monthly charts. This is a decent spot to jump in. Um, again, be careful. I think there's a lot of risk still in the trade, but uh, 350 was kind of a target of mine. I think we're, we're close. So you dip down there you know, sometime here today, tomorrow, I, I think you give it a run to, to cover some hedges at that point. We saw the run in the Chinese soybean meal market, but then we look here at the CME, and today oil and meal both got crushed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's um, it's it's straight liquidation there now. Crush margins are good, and I think uh, you know the feeding is going to continue to need to happen here over the long run. So, again, I, I think in the near term, it's just the straight risk off risk off mentality. But you just got to think through the fog here. I mean, a month is is a long time to sit around, but it's really not that far away and again with with the amount of you know purchasing that has to be made just to keep some of these animals alive to get us through that month i think you're going to see corn and feed grains catch a little bit on the other side of it ethanol is directly down uh, but you know at some point you would hope you'll see some consumption pick up or maybe some demand from overseas i mean if i was a an ethanol buyer from china you'd be looking at your chops here so again short term here really negative not a whole lot of that's going to change it on the news front in the next couple of weeks but i do think money flow is uh is, is on the side of a turnaround when, whenever the, the time would would be right and i think we're, we're somewhere close to that You've been talking with John Payne, Senior Marketing Analyst with Daniel Zag Marketing. You can learn more at danielzagmarketing.com. Again, danielzagmarketing.com. Do remember, trading future and options involves risk of loss and may not be suitable for all investors. Consider those risks before investing. And that's going to do it for our midday program here on March 16th. To hear today's midday program in its entirety, go to go to podcast at caravan.com. Howdy, folks. This is Rick from Divinity Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, and McCook. When you're ready to buy a new vehicle, expect that our hardworking, experienced staff will treat you just like family. Go to DaviniChryslerJeepDodge.com today. And remember, it's not a deal until it's a Divinity deal. 